Good evening, everybody, and uh, welcome to AJ's side panel. I am your host, AJ. Hey, guess what? This is the second one I'm doing in one night. I told you this shit would happen, like, randomly. It's just these things, these thoughts that pop into my head that I have to uh, express uh, in some way, shape, or form. And, um, well, I mean, the things I want to talk about are just too long to tweet, and but too short for me to write an entire column on, because uh, I'm really fucking, I don't know, I'm just lazy sometimes. Um... This seems to be doing pretty well. A lot of people seem to be interested in it, so I'm going to just continue on doing them randomly. The uh, reason why you're getting two of them tonight is because I remembered that there was something I wanted to talk about in my last episode but didn't get to due to the time constraints. I, I'm limiting myself to 15 minutes. If I go longer than 15 minutes, I find that not only do listeners lose interest, but I lose interest as well. I mean, who wants to hear themselves talk for half an hour, unless you're a politician or just a dumbass? Anyway, um, one of the things I wanted to talk about was a couple of TV shows that I've been watching. Um, the first being uh, called Rubicon. Rubicon is a show that's on uh, AMC, I believe, yes. Uh, AMC is like my new master. Uh, I wouldn't say master, but I'm slowly turning into its bitch as well. As you can tell, like uh, throughout, you'll find that a lot of... Uh, I am almost everybody's bitch in one way, shape, or form. If you gain my attention, if you gain my love, then I become your bitch because I am not your slave and must pay attention to anything you do. AMC is slowly turning into that. Not just because of the high-quality TV shows that they're putting out, that they have put out, but because The Walking Dead is uh, coming out there. And um, so, of course, I now worship at the ground of AMC. Uh, Anyway, so Rubicon is a show that is on AMC right now. and uh, Well, not right now. They premiered their first episode a couple weeks ago. Um... It's an awesome little show. I really, really dig on it. Uh, maybe because of my own uh, social inadequacies and, and, and quirks that I have. Quirks that I that I have. Um, here's a basic rundown. Rubicon is um, about a bunch of uh, spy crackers, or code crackers, basically. Um, I don't know how many or how old some of you people, listeners are, but back in the day, in like the Cold War and even World War II and all that stuff, people like Vietnam, all nine eight. You used to have uh, these people that would listen to radio chatter and incoming transmissions from the bad guys, be it you know the Russians, the Germans, the Japanese, whoever were the bad guys at the time. Uh, now being you know uh, the Middle East, where we're at war with, um, and they would listen to these transmissions and try and decode them or decipher them or what have you to figure out what the enemy was thinking, what they're doing, where they're going next, where they're going to be at, their locations, and, and so on and so forth. Um, if any of you have been subjected to that shitty Nicolas Cage movie, which Nicolas Cage movie you may be asking is shitty, because they're all shitty, uh, I'm talking about Wind Talkers, um, it gives you a prime good example of what I'm speaking of, and that's the first one that pops to mind, I'm sure there's other movies that have dealt with it that I've seen that I just can't think of, it's just Nicolas Cage is such a crappy actor that everything he does is predominant in my mind, no matter how far and deep into my psyche I try to bury it, except for Kick-Ass, good job there, buddy, um, anyway, uh, so Wind Talkers was about, you know, the Native Americans uh, deciphering the Japanese code, uh, or Vietnamese, I don't quite remember, I just remember it was Nicholas Cajun, it was crappy, and had Native Americans in it. Um, so yeah, they were trying to decipher code and create their own code, which to transmit, you know, locations and stuff, and talk back and forth to each other with uh, without the enemy finding out what it was, and so... Uh, Rubicon is kind of like that thing, except it's not really on such a global grand scale. It's more along the lines of uh, 
internal, like more conspiracy theories style. So it's more uh, watching out for like hidden codes and terrorism and stuff like that that's happening within the U.S. Uh, so what they do is they take like a bunch of socially inept people or socially rejected people. I, I don't know what the proper term is, but these people will have like uh, you know, obsessive behaviors. So, you know, either autistic or, or OCD or, uh, um, you know, shit like that. They just can't exist in a public atmosphere. And if you put them, if they were to get normal everyday jobs, they just wouldn't last. They would just freak out, you know, um, social anxiety disorder, multiple personalities, schizophrenia, stuff like that. So it takes these people and it harnesses their gifts for um, just code breaking, mathematics, or being able to concentrate on just one area at a time, one thing at a time, to, you know, where they're not being distracted, or even using some of these people have ADHD and using that to the abilities of being able to decipher what's going on within our country, uh, be it from our government or other governments or what have you. Um, so it's a really cool show. It's it stars uh, the guy that played Lucky in the Pacific, uh, the HBO show The Pacific, which was uh, this decade's uh, Band of Brothers. I mean, nothing will ever be as good as Band of Brothers, but this one was you know done by the same production team: Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, and all of them. But it's showing like World War Two, but in the Pacific as opposed to in Germany, uh, which is when Band of Brothers took place. Um, great show, nonetheless. It was awesome, but. This character, this guy played Lecky in that show. Lecky being the guy that you know fell in love with the chick and and got rejected by her and went to the mental institution and all this other stuff. A lot of bad shit happened to this guy. Anyway, so that actor is playing this character in the show, and I can't remember what his first job was, but it's somewhere along the lines, it becomes clear that he uh, is very good at finding hidden code and crossword puzzles. And uh, because of it, a fucked up series of events happens to him. And uh, I don't want to say he gets elevated, but he gets promoted to a new position where he has more responsibility and allowed more information. And then, you know, that's basically where the show ends. Um, it's really cool. Again, it's on AMC. And right now, the real good thing about it is that AMC is showing it in its entirety on its website. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, then please do so. I believe the show actually officially begins sometime in July. So you have plenty of time to head over there and do it and take a look at it. But I would advise you to do it soon because I want to talk about it. Damn it. Um, and it's, you know, and that's what um, a lot of what you hear coming from me and Forbidden Panel is all about, honestly. I don't know about you guys, but for me, uh, growing up as a geek nerd, what have you, uh, was... A very lonely experience. It was very, you know, just us all the time. There was nobody to talk to, nobody to deal with. We had no social networking skills. We had something called BBC boards, and where we would just literally pick up our old analog phones by the cradle and put them on the modems, dial into this board, and just post messages with other random people and try to, uh, you know, talk. Uh, birth of the uh, Facebook and social networking sites. Anyway, the, we, so back in the day, that's what we had to do in order to gain any type of friendship. Um, I've always said that if you're a skater and you never had your ass kicked by a jock, if you're a comic book geek and you never had your ass kicked by a jock because of it, then you're not truly a geek or a skater or anything like that because that's how it was when I was growing up. You got your ass kicked for being that kind of stuff. Even I even played football in high school and I still got my ass kicked. Uh, kick because of it, because I was, you know, a geek and a dork and all that stuff, so, 
Um, so yeah, what we did was we developed, uh, you know, forbidden panels so that we would have um, a place to discuss, this place where like-minded individuals like myself would be able to go on there and talk about this stuff and, and be made aware. I mean, back in those days, if you wanted to stay in touch with somebody, you either sent them a letter or picked up a phone. Uh, nowadays, it's as easy as turning on your computer and popping on Pigeon and talking to somebody, uh, you know. And yes, I use Pigeon because it harnesses all of uh, instant messaging uh, programs. Um, so anyway, um, so that's what we do. This is why, you know, we do the things we do because we want to encourage discussion and conversation and to be able to talk to people and get your opinions on things. Um, if you ever listen to the panel cast, I mean, this is an opportunity for Brian and I to discuss things that we never would be able to discuss with anybody else. Even though, granted, that comic books and, you know, comic book-related films and horror genre, the whole nine, video games are so status quo nowadays that you can talk to anybody about it, but they still, you still find it very clickish. And it's very hard, if you're not into it and want to get into it, to get into it because you, you know, get scared. The same, like, if you're, if you've never read, actually read a comic book, or if you had some and you try to walk into like your newest or nearest uh, local comic book store, and you feel very ostracized. You feel like you have to walk in and prove yourself to them. Um, and it's very cliquish in that matter because everybody, even in the geek culture, we're all still trying to prove that we're the better man. Uh, because like you know, I know more comic book shit than you do, so obviously I'm cooler than you are. Fuck you, get out of my store. And that's how a lot of comic book stores are. Um, Except for Four Color Fantasies, which is why I love that story. Anyway, uh, this is not a commercial for you, Chris, so don't even think about it. Um, so yeah, that's what you know, Forbidden Panel is all about, is to be able to not worry about that stuff, to come on there. We are uh, encyclopedias. Uh, we have volumes and volumes of information stored in our brain, and we'd love to share it with you and get you involved in it so that we have someone to discuss these things with. Uh, before I run out of time, uh, we've got five minutes still. Hmm. Another show that I've been watching is called uh, Persons Unknown. I told you, man, this this side panel is just me rambling. Just This is how my train of thought works on a day-to-day basis, and it's hard for a lot of people to keep up. So this way, you can understand what I'm going through. Persons Unknown. It's a real cool show. I really don't know what TV network it's on, because, you know, I download it uh, shamelessly. So, um, But it, it's pretty cool. It's Cube. If you guys have ever seen the movie Cube, or Cube 2, or Cube 0, um, that's what this TV show is basically about, except for without the space and the high-tech gadgetry and uh, the painful weapons. But it's Cube. So what happens is that they get uh, a group of uh, strangers um, and toss them into what looks like a mock city. Um, if you've ever been to like, Universal Studios tour, it looks like a soundstage or a set you know, that they're in. It's a town. Um, that has an invisible force field surrounding it, which they explain away to uh, current technology um, that you know exists. Uh, and they're, they're peop- these people aren't allowed to leave. And so they're sitting there, they've been kidnapped, they don't know what's going on, they're trying to figure out what's happening, they're trying to escape, all at the same time dealing with each uh, personal inadequacies and personalities that, they're, that cause them to clash sometimes, but still try to work together. So, you know, for me it's Cube. If you've ever, never seen Cube, you should check it out because it's a freaking phenomenal movie. Um, phenomenal series, actually. Uh, but that's what this show is about. And it's five episodes in, and I'm kind of digging it. It's got nobody that I recognize offhand playing in the role except for one guy uh, who's the chef of the Chinese restaurant. Um, but yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. And I want, again, to talk to somebody about it because I, I want to know their opinions. It's obviously that they're trying to do a lost feel for it. 
and I can kind of respect that, but they're not trying to go as over the top. Um, these people every day are trying to figure out a new way out, a new way to, to do things. Uh, but at the same time, these other random people get shuttled in to uh, work there. Uh, like this group of Chinese people work at the Chinese restaurant to feed them, and that's how they provide these strangers with food. Uh, there's a night watchman uh, that works in the hotel that they all woke up in who just got promoted to day watchman, except he's the, he can run freely in between the force field and they can't. Uh, so it's obvious that they're part of another experiment, another town somewhere else, uh, being shuttled in to do this. So it makes you think that um, eventually some of these people, if they perform the way that they're supposed to or figure out things that they're supposed to, they'll be uh, afforded more opportunities to go to more locations that are like this. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I kind of dig it. I mean, it's not like phenomenal. It's not like amazing acting or, or intriguing storyline or anything. It's just... Having been a fan of Cube for so long, seeing something like this on TV is kind of cool. Um, and, you know, with Lost shutting down, uh, disappointingly, even though I loved the ending, I thought the ending was cool, a lot of unanswered questions, right? But if there's one thing that the entire show showed you and, and gave you was the opportunity to speculate on what was going on, whether uh, whether they gave you solid answers or not. It gave you an opportunity to speculate and use your imagination as to what happened and where they were going. And I kind of respected that. Uh, they wrapped it up as well as they possibly could, and I thought they did a good job in the wrap-up. But there was no way in hell that they were going to answer every single question they, they presented over a five-year, six-year time and a two-hour season ending with it being cohesive. So it wasn't super cohesive, but it was as linear as you're going to get. And it's lost, so what did you expect, you know? Anyway, so that's what they're trying to... It feels like they're trying to do with Persons Unknown. It's not as in-depth or as wacky as Lost was, but it's still kind of cool in that there's still raises a lot of questions that you want to know about and are compelled to find out about, so you watch it every week. Um, so if you're watching it, please let me know, because I'd be interested in your opinion of it. A um, bunch of new shows coming out. Uh, Burn Notice is awesome. Uh, Entourage started up again. Great job. I love that show. Hung is uh, not one of my favorite shows, but I still watch it anyway. Um, I just think it's kind of cool. Oh, man, what else? What other shows am I watching, man? Because I can't really tell offhand because I can never remember. But, you know, TV is a fascinating thing. It makes you want to watch things. Uh, Burn Notice, like I said, Entourage, um, Leverage started up again. They're doing a great job. Love that show. Uh, Royal Pains, Rookie Blue uh, started up, and I kind of dig it. The Gates, I'm not even bothered with, and True Blood started up again. Um, hate that show, but somehow I have to watch it. Thanks, Brandy. Anyway, my time is up. Talk to you guys later.